Okay, before we get started, I want to tell the listeners that uh, this is a special episode coming out. You will have a regular episode to look forward to on Tuesday with PopCap Games' Avery Alex. Um, going to be very good coming out on Tuesday, regular. And then after that, I am leaving for a trip, so I'll be gone for one week, but you will still have a regular episode appearing in iTunes. There will not be anything posted on the Facebook page or on Genesee.com during that week because I'm out in the middle of the boondocks and don't have internet access anywhere. But you can still find the episode on iTunes for the next um, one after Tuesday coming up. So please look for that on iTunes and um, excuse any loud rain you hear in this podcast because it was literally lightning all around me while I was recording the live stream. So uh, it's a little rainy and the, the quality is a little fluctuating, but I think the content's awesome and uh, I hope you enjoy it. Hello and welcome to The Grey Area, where I give interviews with developers, talk about gaming news and reviews, and focus on the interrelationships between gamers. My name is Genesee Grey and this is the 77th episode in a weekly series called One of the Nine. Here with me is Melissa Gallagher, Deanna Rossi, and Monica Specka from Genesis. Welcome all. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. You're welcome. Last week's discussion Last week's episode was a discussion with Krista Hauser, the community manager for Fifth Column Games, Victoria Cooper, member of HTL, Joe Peacock, blogger and author from CNN, and Elizabeth Sang, fellow gamer about sexism and gaming. <laughs> yeah. Please visit www.genesee.com to add to the forum discussion on that topic and to tell me your story. Today's Monday, August 9th, and this is a special episode. We're going to meet the ladies and talk about their cosplay, Gen Con, and Genesis. And I apologize, chat room, for the rain. Not much I can do about that. Hopefully we will stay up for the entire time. Um, but if not, we'll come back as soon as the storm lets me. But let's start with Melissa, or Mad Mel, as she's called. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Her character is one of the nine fates who are regents of a house. Think of them like soothsayers directing their people toward the right path. Her cosplay name is Dion Clothion of the House of Beneficence, of which all members are called envoys. Tell us your story and a little about your house. Okay, well, Dion is, um, she's kind of a social butterfly. She's there to be welcoming to everyone, you know bring everyone in, be nice to everyone, offer everyone a drink. She likes, yeah, she, she likes to go to cocktail parties and she's, she's the one that tries to get her sisters not to argue so much. So if two people are arguing, she steps in and it's like, all right, guys, let's calm it have down now. Everyone, everyone have a drink. Let's just talk <laughs> this out. We don't have to, you know, make this, we don't have to make this bad. Um, exactly. Yeah. But she's, she's also like, she's funny, but she also, she can manipulate people for the greater good. So she'll be like, oh, what do you mean you don't like the house of pleasure? She thinks you're awesome. She thinks you're gorgeous. And then the person will be like, really? Yeah, of course she does. I love pleasure now. So yeah. I see. So the perfect envoy. Exactly. Very good. 
Uh, I should tell the listeners, I guess, a little bit about the mythos of the game. It's very extensive. I won't really have time to share the entire backstory here. But basically, I would describe it as there are humanoid people on the planet of Aegeus. And every once in a while, a fate is born called a lost one, who's like a reincarnation of a previous godlike race called the Nimmer. And they're characters that you play in the game. You wander without knowing who you are until you can retain your memories. And these nine Nimmer sisters, made from the drops of the dying blood of one of the creators, search for you to help you realize your destiny and kind of lead those who have returned into their fated. So, that being said, Monica, how about you? Another name for me to pronounce. <laughs> you play the fate of Viserine? Crystal? Viserine. Viserine. Crystal <laughs> Genesee from the House of Perfection. So yes. Tell me, that's a lot of pressure at the House of Perfection. It is a, just a little. <laughs> <laughs> a lot. Uh, Crystal is sort of like her sister's kind of de facto leader. She's very much about leading by example, um, doing everything right, everything in its place, uh, and challenging uh, her sisters and her followers and uh, any of the other found lost to basically be the best they can be. Um, she expects that you will do the best job possible, humanly possible, immortally possible, you know? And uh, it has very high standards, uh, lives by a strong code, um, kicks all the butt, uh, tries to master herself mentally, spiritually, physically, uh, is on the top of her game all the time and expects that of everybody. Okay. Very strong character. <laughs> do it again, you can do it better! <laughs> <laughs> okay. And lastly, Tiana, you are the fate of Forerunner Vita Hallister from the House of Lore. So share your story with us and tell us a little bit about the House of Lore. Uh, Veda is kind of a little bit mad scientist, a little bit absent-minded professor. She's very much, gets very concentrated in any piece of work that she's on at the moment. Anything that interests her, she's kind of the scholar of the group. She knows a little bit about everything, and if she doesn't know enough, she will be in a book until she knows everything. And is definitely one of those Oh, you guys were talking? Oh, no. <laughs> what did I miss? <laughs> type of people. Where it's just like things happen around her and she doesn't even like, she doesn't even blink an eye or like notice at all that the rest of the world is happening while she's like studying. And the House of Lore is, is really kind of like that. They're all, they're, they're the scholars, they're the historians, they're, they're the people that are most interested in knowing all the facts all the time. And they're very, you know, everybody knows a know-it-all. And this is a house full of them. <laughs> <laughs> that must be interesting when the, the time for the battle comes to be able to record all the stories that's going on and fight at the same time. That is why you're a wizard. Because you know what? That's why she has quills that uh, her weapons are actually quills. So she's writing and then kind of goes, nah. End of story. Just don't interrupt me. <laughs> you think of a thousand horrible quotes involving pens and swords. Exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I should remark uh, to the listeners that I was in the contest for Tarav, the House of Strength, which is still being cast, incidentally. So if you're an RP gamer and uh, interested in joining the Nine, you can check that out. I have withdrawn to pursue the possibility of helping with Genesis in another capacity, so obviously I have a personal interest in this game, but I want people to know that although I'm objective, I've been helping since the beginning, so I'm obviously kind of biased here a bit, but I still think you should check it out. 
So now on to personally, as ladies, uh, I'm going to ask you, and let's see, let's start with Monica. Why did you guys submit applications and videos for this contest? And I guess, tell me about the process of finding out about it. Oh, well, I'm a good person to pick first. <laughs> um, I found out about it the night it was due. Oh. Yes. <laughs> uh, are you like the one person who's familiar with this contest who hasn't seen my video? <laughs> <laughs> one take, uh, one take only. One take, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I found out about it the day the deadline was due. Uh, and I agonized over whether or not I was going to do it for about two hours. And at 11.45, I had this gut feeling where I was like, if you don't do this, you will regret it. So I was like, you know what? What do I have to lose? 15 minutes and some hair gel? <laughs> so I, I ran upstairs and I wet my hair and I like swept it up kind of to the sides so that it would look kind of like Tira. Mm -hmm. And because I, I didn't really know anything about it, I saw it. I saw a notice that was like, we're looking for strong women. We're looking for women who know how to game. And I'm like, oh, that's me. I, I'm both of those things. <laughs> and uh, then I just sort of browsed the page really quickly because it was all very last minute. And um, Tira kind of looks like me. And I was like, okay, we'll go with that. That's easy. Uh, she's a fighty character. I play fighty characters all the time. Let's do this. And, um, you know, I fixed my hair and I put a little makeup on. And then I, I, I typed up a script real quick. And I literally taped it to my fiancé. And I had him hold up the camera so that I could read it like a teleprompter. That is the hardest part, isn't it? To be able to read and look at the camera. Yeah. And when, you know, you have a, you know, a partner who's as tall as you are and they're holding the camera like right there so you can look right at it, but mm. the lines are right behind him. He's such a good sport. <laughs> like, here, hold still, tape. And uh, then I just, just did it. I was like. I'm awesome. That my, my video is basically me going, I'm awesome, and you want me. <laughs> I'm so confident that this is my only take. Yeah. That obviously works. I, the end of it is, if that doesn't impress you, I did this in, <laughs> I did this in 15 minutes in one take. <laughs> uh, so that, I was right. If I had not done that, I, I would have regretted it. This has been beyond incredible. Awesome. Diana, let's go to you. Same question. Uh, me? Actually, I found out about it from a girl gaming blog that I go to called the Mary Sue. They put like this it. tiny, yeah, they put this tiny little thing in, uh, they do things we saw today, and it's like little blurbs about stuff, and I saw it, because I was reading, and I went, hey, that looks awesome, and then I obsessively read every single detail of the rules and made sure that everything that I did complied and took out all my gaming books that I was going to go, hey, so I love this, and I like this. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I filmed the video, and I ended up having to film it on my phone because my computer, like, my normal computer, not this one, the sound is so bad that it picks up the sound of the fans. So I filmed it on my phone and then uploaded it that night. <laughs> and it was just, it was ridiculous. But I went, you know what? What can I lose? And you know what? The best part is I've gained so much more than I ever thought I would from this, though. So. You sound perfect for the House of Lore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could probably recite every single rule on that page and the exact deadlines. No. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> All right, Mad Mel, your turn. Okay, well, um, 
they were actually holding an open casting call at my favorite comic book store, Tate's. And um, I saw it on their Facebook page the night before they were having the casting call. Um, and I was like, you know what? I should do this. So I went to the website and I looked at the characters and I'm like, I sound a lot like perfection when I'm at work. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that one. All right, right. Um, <laughs> so I ran in my room. I got my poison ivy wig. I looked at all our accessories. I'm like, all right, I have this. I have this. I have this. I need to paint this. I stayed up until like one o'clock in the morning, painting everything, gluing everything together. Um, took me like four hours to get the whole costume like together and ready. Next day, went to Tate's, put the costume on. Everyone was like, whoa. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> And I sat down in front of the um, the camera, and my whole interview, if you've ever seen it, is is a lot of giggles. It's very giggly, <laughs> and me saying the word perfection over and over and over again. Um, but they liked it, so. <laughs> Excellent. Well, cosplaying is kind of a big part of this. So how many of you were previous cosplayers, and I've read your bios, but to share with the listeners, and... and- <laughs> And is that your favorite thing about this? What what exactly uh, do you think the role of cosplaying will, will be for the night? Uh, let's see. Um, how about Monica again? Okay. Um, I'm probably the most casual cosplayer of the three people here. Um, I have dressed up in costume at uh, Otakon several times. Um, but never, like, I'm not a good sewer, so most of it has been assembling stuff out of like things I already had or modifying stuff I could buy. Um, and so they were decent costumes, but not like the really, really high quality costumes you see on people who are ser- very serious and competitive about that. Um, so I'm really excited to uh, be wearing a costume that someone else made oh, that's going to look like... I mean, really. I know, I know. Like, will I yeah. am? <laughs> Could you get a better designer than this? They look fantastic. Look oh, fantastic. Have you seen them? We've seen them. Yeah. Oh. We got to try them on. Oh, really? Now I'm going to have to Oh we yeah. <laughs> go to the studio, straight to his studio and meet him and everybody there in New York. It was incredible. Um so I'm really looking forward to wearing a costume that was not made at the last minute by me. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have the stress of the is it coming apart while you're at the right, con right. going, Oh well, I, ha- I hate that part. Right. The the I have a roll of duct tape in my car because I know I'm gonna yeah. need it. That <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, uh none of that. So um and I I probably have the most dramatic transformation from person to fate. As okay. you can see, I don't have long red hair. <laughs> um, so I am really she looking for... Despises shirts. Stained <laughs> <laughs> shirts. Stained shirts. I don't hate them. <laughs> I just could care less about them. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, so it's, it's, I've, I had the, like a proto version of the costume on, and when he held it up, I was like, oh, I don't know. And then I, I put it on, and I looked at myself in the mirror, and I was like, I feel sexy. I look incredible. I'm gonna own this. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to the complete, like, I, part of what I enjoy about role playing is, like, being somebody else, and so being able to, like, look completely like somebody else, uh, sort of the perfect icing on the cake. No pun intended. <laughs> Excellent. Deanna, uh, same question to you about cosplaying and the role you expect it to, to play in your, your transformation. Uh, 
Well, I actually started cosplaying as a teenager. More actually, I, I participated in the SCA, which I really wish I was at Penzik this week because this is the two week Penzik. Our rental started last weekend. I feel your pain. Well, it's it's Penzik. It's the big like yeah, two the weeks. The one where you bring war. your tent that's actually made from the correct threading of. <laughs> yes, that yeah, but I started doing that when I was like. And then I competed in my first cosplay competition at an anime convention at 16 and won novice hmm. in South Carolina, I think it was. I, I can't even remember if anime has been in South Carolina or North Carolina. But North I just I kept, thank you. I just kept <laughs> going from there, and it's like a lot more of my stuff is more like medieval-y just because that's just the the genre I like. Okay. But I have done a lot of other things, but the just the outfit that they have me in is just incredible, and I have never had somebody that happy about seeing my boobs. <laughs> just honest. Honest. You can ask Monica. She was talking to the assistant. He was excited. <laughs> he was so happy. My mom was, like, freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> he was excited about your boobs before you got there. Yes. <laughs> That's the frightening part. He was excited before I got there, and I did not know that I could have that much, like, revealing, like, it's just, like, a triangle, like, here that's just, like, open. Mm. Just, like, all the way down to, like, the edge of where your, like, bra clasps together. That's, like, everything exposed. It's insane. But it looks so amazing in person. Like, it's, I saw it, like, on the model, and I'm like, mm. oh, okay. And then I put it on, and I'm like, that looks good. <laughs> <laughs> See, I have questions about that too, but I wanna, I wanna let uh, Mad Mel answer the cosplaying question because then, I, then I do, I do have those questions. First cosplaying question for you, Mel. I know you have cosplaying experience, but tell us about what, what you thought about this. Um, I actually love the fact that we're gonna be cosplaying as our fates, and after putting the costume on, that yeah, just like Monica said, it's really great to have a costume that someone else made for you and to be able to wear it. Um, and the actual costume itself may be very powerful. So I have like this whip and, you know, I, I put it on and like, I feel like her. <laughs> um, and I, I, as soon as I put the wig on, cause they had the wig on there for me too. I was like, I look like her too. And it's just so great. Cause when I went there, we had all the costumes laid out on the table and just to be able to see like, there are a lot, there's a lot of diversity with them. And that's what I like so much about this game is that it shows like the diversity of the women in the gaming community. And like, there's, there's something for everyone. And if you like corsets, you know, go has a pleasure. You know, if you like whips, come to my house. And then Laura's got this awesome jacket on. Monica gets to wear chain mail. It's fantastic. Everyone gets something. Did they design, uh, the costumes based on mm. you physically um, or was it something do you think they designed before they even saw you as characters? It's something I wondered if they took a look at you and decided um, I mean I don't know one of the things I liked about Atira was that it, it had like a full central core covering. Um, some of them are a little more revealing than others. Uh, do you think that they designed these based on you and how do you guys feel about uh, I guess the, the, the amount of skin you're going to show? Do you think it's something that you're comfortable with or do you feel a little bit mm, what's your impression of that 
Well, actually seeing like the inside of Asher Levine's studio itself, they actually just took literally the picture that they had online of the fates. Like mm-hmm. when you go to the profiles, they had them up on the wall. They took little like bits of each of them and they showed like the progression through it. Like I got to go and look at all the stuff they were making for the props and they literally just went, that's what it looked like. That's what we're making it to. And they just took every measurement and it was just really cool to see this giant board with all these different like things all laid out and the levels of completion they were at and they're really like true to form like it was incredible um they actually did like she said a very very good job of just bringing the characters to life like you look at what they made it matches the character perfectly and yeah a lot of them are a little revealing but i know I myself, I'm perfectly comfortable in what I'm wearing. I mean, I don't feel exposed at all. I know Monica, as soon as she put hers on, she was like, I look awesome. And it's, I mean, it's great because costumes like that, they allow you to empower yourself. You really do feel really awesome when you put them on. And the I only think thing that- I think I'd need is a sensor bar when I'm around small children. Yes. Like a plastic like, <laughs> cut thing that actually says sensor bar. <laughs> to put across your chest. <laughs> but then i was just i was sitting there going well you know what their parents are letting them go to a costume convention like a big convention anyway they're probably used to it (laughs) i've seen yeah i've been around children in more revealing costumes than that like my poison ivy is much more revealing than my costume that i'm wearing for this and parents are like look it's poison ivy go take a picture with her they're like yeah i'm like yeah (laughs) (laughs) My opinion on the matter, um, have any of you played Disgaea, the first one? Oh god, I love it. Do you know what the female warrior wears? A bathing suit. A belt around her boots and a pair of shorts. (laughs) The really protective armor. I I cosplayed as the female warrior. Okay. So, uh, um, (laughs) so having, like, my sides and waist exposed, um, is really not a huge deal. Um, I mean, when he did hold it up, it looked really small. But I guess I'm not used to seeing that section of me sort of played out in chainmail. <laughs> and then I, I put it on, and like I said earlier, I just I looked at myself in the mirror, and I was and I was in my boots. I have these huge boots. They have like like five six inch heels. I'm six feet tall. So uh, when I have these boots on, I'm like six 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 five, and nice. uh, I was just towering over this like little fabulously gay designer who was buzzing around. <laughs> painting my pants. And so fabulous. I love him. He, he's, he was incredibly fabulous. He was, he was wonderful. Um, and I'm standing there looking at myself in the mirror and like I kind of put my hands on my hips like the concept art and I kind of turned my head a little bit and then I was like I see her there. There, mm-hmm. Crystal is looking back at me. That like kind of come over me. Mm-hmm. And when you when you yourself are wearing something that makes you feel good, you choose what empowers you. Uh, and when you project, this makes me feel awesome, nobody will go, why are you wearing a bikini man at a chainmail? <laughs> or at least I hope not. <laughs> you're going to be you're too intimidating for them to say anything. Yeah, that's I, true. That's I very true. So. That is my goal. My stern, judgmental air of grace, man. I, <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to say anything bad like, to you, don't you other than bow down. I am the house of perfection. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's my guys, goal yeah. own the outfit own the room own the con mm-hmm. own it own all of it 
Be empowered. <laughs> Empower other people. Be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're going to be GMing a maze, and I would imagine that uh, it sounded like you're supposed to run the game as the character that you're cosplaying. So I think it would be important mm-hmm. to get into the mindset of of that person and to really feel like you inhabit that character. So it's excellent that the costumes make you feel like you know, you've become that character. Because uh, that would be a long a long day, uh, you know, running a table and, and maintaining another person's identity. Yeah, well, it helps that me and Monica actually wrote the module that we're doing for Gen Con. So she made the whole story bit and all the dungeons and puzzles and traps and everything are from the same brain that's like, producing beta so it just it makes sense to me that it's beta all is responsible for the whole first dungeon in character too yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> that is and one can... of the great things where you can you have some input into this it's such a new game it's such a uh you know forming thing that you can really have a say in how these how these games are run which is awesome go ahead mel you were saying something I can tell you after spending so much time with these girls, they all fit the characters perfectly. <laughs> it's really crazy how awesome they did at casting because hearing the characters and then hanging out with the girls and hearing them talk, it's just like the characters there. <laughs> they have so many of the traits of the characters. It's fantastic. It won't be too hard to cosplay then. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> okay. So uh, what was your reaction when you were told each of you that you were going to be playing and, and you'd won the contest for this particular character. Did you find out through email? Did you get a phone call? How did that work? I got a phone call. Um, first off, they, they asked me if I, how I felt about being Beneficence because I did audition to be Perfection. And I was like, yeah, I guess I could see Beneficence. And once they started like describing why they picked me for Beneficence, I was like, oh, okay, no, never mind. I, I definitely am beneficence um so i was completely excited so thrilled to be able to be part of this experience and i still am i can't wait till gen con oh my gosh (laughs) six Six days days. yes i know (laughs) um deanna what how about you how did you find out and what was your reaction well the the downfall of me was that i i kept second guessing it because the title says forerunner and the way they said it was that you're the forerunner to be, you're, you're going to be the forerunner for beta. And I kept going, does that mean that I'm in the lead or does that mean that I won? Just, <laughs> yes. So the word just has like two alternate meanings at that point, And I'm just sitting there going, I don't know if I should be really happy or if I'm like, should be really nervous. <laughs> Do not mince definitions with the house of lore. Exactly, and that that was like my big problem. But I spent like forty minutes on the phone with them, just going over like little bits of the game and all kinds of stuff. And I was just like, "Okay, I get it." By the end of the phone call, because at the beginning they're like, "Oh yeah, you're gonna you're our forerunner for Vita," and I'm like, "Uh," <laughs> <laughs> I had like a moment of, "I don't know what that means." <laughs> well, good. I'm glad it was cleared up. <laughs> Excellent. So how about you, Monica? What's your, I'm sure, experience with that? Um, well, they called me while I was at work and left me a message basically saying, call me back. And I then had like, an, oh my god, 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 oh my god. And then I like couldn't focus on anything for the rest of the day. I was done. I should have, I wish, I carpool. I wish I could have just gone home. But uh, I'm like, I was so 
anxious to find out what they had said that I like rated the whole way home. Um, and uh, then I I got I called them back and got a voicemail. Like uh, Deanna said, we were on the phone for a good good long while, um, and then they told me that uh, they really wanted me for perfection, uh, not strength, which is what I cast for. That they said I uh, was in bleh, pretty high in the running there too, um, and then when they explained why they wanted me for perfection, um, if you have never had a complete stranger delineate all the good things about your personality, <laughs> uh, it comes really highly recommended. <laughs> ego boost. It's so fantastic. It was, it was it a is. huge ego boost. Um, when I say that this whole thing has changed my life, I'm, I'm not even beginning to exaggerate. Um, they, they basically like listed all my good qualities, and then they were like, because of this, we want you to be the house of perfection. Uh, we would be honored if you would accept it. And how can you really say argue no? that? Sure. I, and it was, I just picked my jaw up off the floor, and I was like, yes, yes, of course. <laughs> I do, yes, of course. And, um, <laughs> oh, God, I love you. <laughs> Uh, and then I was like, hang on a second, and then I was just like, <laughs> My fiancé was downstairs listening to me have this conversation, and he yelled up the stairs and he was like, that's good, right? <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, that, that was how that went down. Um, and I am so glad that I said yes, and that they picked me for this. Um, and it really helped me kind of see another side of myself. Um, Immediately after I got off the call, I was kind of like, oh, perfection, I don't know, I'm, I'm not, I'm a huge slob, so I'm really not that much of a perfectionist. Uh, and then I was like, well, crap, I guess I better go research how to use size now. And then I was like, wait, wait, oh, they're so right. They're so right. <laughs> good. If you guys want to give us any backstory on some of your gaming history, some of the stuff you used to play, um, I have to ask, Diana, what is a gun mage? Because I read that and I just have to know. Uh, that's actually something from the Iron Kingdoms world setting from Privateer Press for the uh, D20 open licensing agreements that they have out. And it's actually a sorcerer that fires their spells through a gun. Oh. Yeah, they're releasing the new book at, at Gen Con, and me and Monica are both like, Because oh! <laughs> we okay. both actually know that this exists, and I I can't wait. I played it. Um, I actually learned about the system, and then made the character, and then started in an online game all in, like, two days from, like, somebody that I know. They gave me, like, all the Privateer Press, like, magazines, and I read them all. And the book, and the manual... And everything, and I had to make a gun mage. Because <laughs> oh. how often do you get to go? I just shot a fireball from the end of a rifle. <laughs> yeah, not. I need to check this out now. <laughs> Mel and Monica, I think you both had experiences with White Wolf in your early days. Um, tell me about that, because I never had a chance to play, but I hear amazing things about it. Ion, Ion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mel, do you want to handle this one? Because I, I could talk forever. No, go ahead. <laughs> no, please talk forever, Monica. Um, we'll be I'm still having this conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's how this is gonna go. Um, I learned to game by playing Exalted. 
um, which ruined gaming for me, really, because Exalted is, it, it did. Exalted is a really special game. Um, and by, by special, I both mean the rules are occasionally absolutely horrible. And, um, the, when, when you play it with people who really know what they're doing and you have a really good storyteller, um, what can happen in a game of Exalted is really like nothing else. There is, there is nothing else like it. Um, the player characters are really powerful. The setting is really all about giving them agency and, uh, kicking all kinds of really powerful ass. And, um, and, and as one of the core mechanics, one of the rules is you stunt. You describe your action in a cool manner, mm. and depending on how cool it is, you get uh, more dice. And Exalted is all about having a giant pile of dice, so more dice is better. Um, and so when it's really in the swing of things, you get... A, a, good, a good storyteller will also stunt back at you. So you get players who are just pumping out these incredible descriptions, and you're just shooting them right back, and it it creates such an incredible... I'm a very visual visual thinker. Uh, so for me, it creates such an incredible... Throwing all sorts of high-flying antics out there. Um, and it, it's probably the, the least white wolfy of white wolf's games. Um, it, it's, its little cousin is Scion, and I really don't like Scion nearly as much. Scion was cool, but it, it wasn't... It was sort of like, sort of like modern Exalted. I'll let Deanna talk about it. Scion more. She's a I really like Scion because of the GMs I've had. The storytellers I've had have been, like, they build these incredible worlds, and all the stories that he's run are all in the same world, so if he's running two games at the same time, something that one group did in one game affects the other one, so it's just, like, the way he thinks about it is just, it's my best, it's one of my really good friends, Pat, which I'm gonna have to, like, send him a link to this and be like, hi! <laughs> <laughs> Shout out! <laughs> but I have played Exalted too, and it is kind of like the little brother of Exalted. But it's the easier, easier game. <laughs> I will say that. no, no argument here. Because <laughs> yeah, you know, once you reach God level, it just doesn't have rules. No, no, it doesn't. <laughs> you do eleven points in anything, you just go. I do it because I said so. I win. <laughs> I'm not even gonna touch those dice. I have I have 151 successes before I pick up the dice. I, uh, <laughs> Unless all ones. Yeah. I went. <laughs> I've even got my D10 bracelet on right now. Oh, I love that bracelet. Cool. That is fantastic. I'm totally <laughs> gonna wear it to Gen Con. Ah, I totally support that. That is so cool. <laughs> I got it. I bought it at Otakon actually. These sound like really good intros into how to roleplay and get your mind to think in that kind of story mode. Um, Mel, do you have anything you want to say about your early experiences, or are you good to go? Um, well, I, I just have to say that gun mages, they're in Final Fantasy too. Yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I started out in video mostly. That's why I said that. Like, Mortal Kombat was, like, the first game I ever got into when I was, like, six, which six-year-olds probably shouldn't be playing Mortal Kombat, but, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> and then oh, I got yeah. into tabletop games um, with this guy that I do not talk to anymore, but he still introduced me to the wonderful world of role-playing games. And the first game I ever played was Dark Heresy. I absolutely love the game. Harlequins are like my favorite thing ever because I'm a theater major and the <laughs> battlefield is basically a stage to them. They're, they're acting out this whole thing and killing people, but doing it in a very artistic way. And I just think that's so beautiful. Um, and then I played a lot of the Star Wars RPG and yeah, 
Oh, my fiance came up to yell at me to tell me that he bought this for me. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I bought my D8 earrings from the same person. <laughs> Gen Con will be fun shopping. Yes, okay. I can see. Okay. Speaking of, um, you guys are going to be at Gen Con this year in six days, I think it is. The 17th through the 19th, and uh, I know you're going to be running a few games there. So how do you feel about that? This will be your first time kind of all getting together personally and, you know in body and running games. Uh, what are you guys thinking? Are you nervous no. for, for the public games or have you been practicing? Practicing. <laughs> yeah, if people coming over on Friday to do a test run of the adventure that Deanna and I wrote um, so that I can kind of get some kinks out of it worked out before um, we go live. Um, Even though technically we wrote two adventures. <laughs> it's the same thing twice, kind of. Mm -hmm. You can choose um, fantasy or sci-fi when you come and see us. Yes. Pick one. Yep. <laughs> yep. There it will be a futuristic option and an archaic option. So one's a lot more fantasy and one's very sci-fi, as uh, Deanna said, uh, to showcase um, how universal Genesis is. Um, and we also have a, a, a cool little surprise for people uh, as a reward for good roleplay. So. Yeah. Ooh, teaser. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a cool, a cool, a cool little thing that that we're working on. Actually, uh, one of our other co-fates, uh, Nikki, who is suddenly at the House of Victory, is helping us out with making those. And she's been watching live. So hi, Nikki. Hi, Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I have seen her designs for what's going to go on them, and they are awesome. So that's so it's good. I will have links for people to sign up, um, which you should register for Gen Con, and there are ways you can sign up for the games ahead of time, in case they fill up. And how many are you doing? Four? Six, uh, I think. No, it's four. It's two on Friday oh, and two on Saturday. Right. And I... you get to pick either you can have me, or you get to have Monica as your DM, because we're running them at the same time. Simultaneously, okay. Which is, I was like, six. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, just gonna I add just, extra. Yeah, I just want a third session in there somewhere. <laughs> Maybe you'll get that chance. Maybe. I don't know. We'll make we'll make it happen. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> if we have enough people, we'll just stay. No, you guys can't have the table yet. We still need it. We'll <laughs> <laughs> be sitting in the corner. It's okay. There's ways to, <laughs> to do this. I spent the last few shows talking about women in games, and I think you heard in the intro. It's kind of a subject of my mind lately. Uh, and it's a rare thing to find other girl RPGers. I'm very excited. How do you think that you're going to be welcomed in the community? And it, it's kind of rare to see, especially GMs who are women. Um, what do you think the reaction is going to be to, to, the, to the Nine? Actually, we practiced this in, like, we were practicing, like, conversing, like, in character, and we kind of practiced talking like, oh, well, how are you going to handle this situation? And we, we did go through, like, because we always know that there's going to be some kind of heckler or somebody that's going to be like, well, where's the guy that actually made this? And when they look at us and, you know, you can't just roll your eyes. You have to have, you know, something cute. You can whip out your sty. No, that was not allowed. <laughs> that, that's not okay. But you know what? I've. I've been a part of the community for a really long time. I've helped, uh, I've gotten all the way to a track leader at my local convention, which is really big. And, um, you know what? I think that it's no longer just a boys, like, it's not a boys club anymore. It's really becoming very friendly for women because we're making such a big, big deal about how we're treated 
and why we're treated that way, that people can't do that anymore and it's not tolerated the way we used to be treated. And I really kind of appreciate that it's become such an important part of it. I completely agree. I know a lot of girl gamers and um, a lot of my friends are actually, they beat a lot of the boys. <laughs> <laughs> they, they kick a lot of butt and I'm very, very proud of them. And I've been a gamer ever since I was little. And I never thought it was weird that I was a girl that was into games because um, I was into Barbies too, even though I, I like to rip off their heads, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hope that we will get mostly a good reaction to see a bunch of strong, really talented girls in the gaming community. Um, and I think with a lot of people, we will. But there will be those that are, you know, really rude, really offensive. But we have a lot of things to say to you. <laughs> and all of mine are really nice. So you don't want to talk about it. She's the nice sister. Yeah, she's the mean one, though. <laughs> I even realize you're talking to me. I'll be like, oh, what? Over there? <laughs> Haters are always going to hate. That's the reality of the situation. Um, and those people are not worth our time. Um, I think what we have here is a really great thing. I think Fable Stream's attitude uh, towards this whole thing is incredible. Um, I think what they are training us to do is also just absolutely wonderful. Um, we kind of have a goal to revolutionize gaming, and I really would like to see it succeed. Um, I am personally honored to be kind of at the forefront of this movement to put women out there, um, to kind of be like a figurehead for that sort of thing. Um, not you know I we're here we're in this hobby we're not invisible uh, we're, we're writing this material we're great GMs uh, we're excellent players we're not afraid of math. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was in the wrong major if I'm afraid of math. Accounting yeah. doesn't allow that. <laughs> Look, dude, I have an English degree and I love the mechanical side of things. I'm gonna blow that fallacy right out of the water. Um, <laughs> Are you sure you're not at the House of Strength? No, she's just very intimidating as the House of Pleasure. She she's not the person. She she's the intimidating sister, and then Mel's the nice one. And I'm I'll answer your question, but you may not understand what I'm saying. Maybe <laughs> well, a completely different question you didn't even ask. <laughs> well, I think you guys are all prepared, and it seems like uh, you know exactly what you're about. So. I'm sure you're going to go there and uh, and show them something new, which I'm excited about for you. So uh, one of the neat things about Genesis you, you brought up earlier is kind of how you have this multiverse and you can have a story that spans all sorts of genres like you know, steampunk, medieval, um, you can go the arcane, you can go modern, uh, basically anything you like. And you can take that character into any setting. And you guys had this opportunity to flesh out your own story, you wrote your own module for for Gen Con, um, and you also, I believe, have your own Facebook pages as your characters. So, so tell me about that because I've been trying to help you find yourselves, and it <laughs> got you. difficult. Thank you. The person that knows that llamas are in Peru. I, know, I was like, <laughs> I think you're in Peru. Somebody, yeah. Please help me save me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. I'm lost and there's no books. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so tell me about your Facebook pages and how people can interact with you as the character. Well, um, I found myself, or someone found me. For, found me. Um, <laughs> Good. I think I think I made it a little easy though. I don't know, um, <laughs> but I am in Rome, and I drop down there. Um, basically, all you have to do is, you know, find me on Facebook, comments. I, I post statuses about where I am and um, what I'm seeing, and I'll answer everyone. Um, right? I, I just found my my whip too. Her name is Belladonna, so she was lost for a little bit, but I found her, and she's with me again. I'm very happy, and now I am going to find one of my other sisters. So. I love how you weapons have names. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so mine's the only one that doesn't because my my quills do so many things which you can actually read about on the Genesis Genesis page. But I did make a a comment about one of the abilities it has because I went, oh, I found it, but a llama got pricked. And how intelligent are they supposed to be? Because I tried to fix it, and <laughs> I don't really know. It may just be a really smart llama running around in Peru, and it's all my fault. Oh. <laughs> I yeah, have seen your quills, and they look amazing. Probably oh, they really person, too. They're, they're incredible. So, now, where but, will you put them? Because, you know... <laughs> actually, the, the gauntlet that she wears, mm. they actually made, inside of the gauntlet, two little cubby holes that they tuck into. Oh, very nice. Just Thank really kind of cool, and they showed me how that works. But if you want to find us on Facebook, you actually just have to search for our character name. And we show up. Very good. Help us. Please help us. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about the thing that got my attention this week, which is the Huzzah app. I don't know if you had a chance to use this yet. Um, <laughs> to yeah. be doing something with that. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, it seems like uh, it has a lot of features to it. It's a character creator. And I love the fact that you can design your own gear you can customize it and and shows up on your 3d character it's like having your own wow avatar sorry <laughs> <laughs> and uh i like that you can you have a dice roller and uh you can move your character onto a map basically with squares and there's a kickstarter project for this which i encourage people to visit and i will link as well on my page uh which i again encourage you to support because i think it's a really useful tool for any RPGer, specifically if you play Genesis, great. But if you play something else, Pathfinder, whatever, uh, it's useful for all sorts of things. So uh, I wanted to ask you about this, and if you guys were going to be using this at Gen Con, uh, if you've had any experience with it yet, have you seen the app? Um, we haven't seen the app. We've gotten to see the, the video. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if the girls in Miami have actually gotten to see anything, but they said that uh, they hinted that there's going to be something that we're going to be able to do at Gen Con, possibly, like, demo, but there, we don't have any, like, real confirmation on it, but I, I really do appreciate the idea of going, hey, so my iPod has all of my books, so I can just go play with all my friends right now and not carry a big old backpack because <laughs> that really hurts after a while. <laughs> Understood. I have so many things that I get, and, and I lose my papers everywhere, and then I'm like, I have a plus five bracer that does something, and I don't remember. I need I need it all in one place. So that I yeah, can. they said that you can, like, you can send your character sheet to the DM, mm -hmm. to their one, so then they have your character sheet, too. Yes. <laughs> that helps so the coast. much. No more am I going to wait for your fabled table that's going to come out. 
<laughs> oh god, that thing looks so pretty too. You know what? They're running too far behind. <laughs> they made 4.0 instead of that. <laughs> I know. There's so much. We won't go there. I play. Yeah. We won't go there. <laughs> I'm a fan of fourth edition. Don't go there. <laughs> I'm not a fan. I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> Let's. Come on, Beneficence, give us the whole, like, don't fight over an edition thing here. <laughs> Make we'll peace. agree to disagree, you can like it, and I can dislike it. But Exactly. Yeah, that's, that, that's the way it has to work. <laughs> we'll get over it. <laughs> we just won't talk about it. That's, that's, that's right. what will happen. That's okay. Whether you take a, do- a drink. Whether you take a drink, forget about it. <laughs> Perfect. Focus on the dice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now this is one of those ones that lights up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it up. Speaking of dice, uh, whenever I pick it up, it stops. Whatever. <laughs> Speaking of dice, some people and some of my friends are giving me harassment about this because they say they don't use dice rollers; they want to have real dice in their hands. So, what would you say? you would use this app for, uh, if you're going to play Genesis or something else, what do you think the uses of it are? For those who say, I, I do not use the dice rollers, I need to have like a physical dice in my hand. What Nobody else? says you have to use the dice roller. You can use it for the character sheets. You can use it for the 3D graphics and having your entire, like, everything else set up. You know what? One set of dice isn't really going to weigh you down, and if you really rather use that, then you can use that. The option's there. What's there to argue with? Exactly. Like, it has a character (laughs) builder in it. It has a character builder in it that lets you make a model of your character, and then um, the GM can make, like, a 3D environment on um, his or her mobile device. iPad, yeah. And then everyone else can see that, too. Um, And if you've never had someone write in permanent marker on your dry erase battle mat, well, that solves that problem. (laughs) Well, then you can see it. And you don't say, yeah. oh, that's not flanking. You're not, you don't argue about these things. Right, 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 you know. Because it tells you exactly how far away you are, and there's no, no, I was in that spot. Yeah, yeah, no more of what square are you in. Right. <laughs> it's all there on the map. You can see everything. It's yeah, so it's just, cool. Yeah. Uh, and I got, I, to, sorry. Really want to no, I, I was just going to say how excited I was. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited when I saw the video. Like, the whole time I was like, just the whole video. I was like, look at that! Look, you can make your own character sheet, and that person is messaging me. Um, <laughs> and there's my 3D character right there, and oh my gosh, there's the dice roller, and DM has has it on that big screen, and you can see everything! That's so cool! Yeah. I just like it when I can flick things from my phone onto our Exactly. That makes me happy. <laughs> I was very excited about that. I was like, flick, and the dice goes rolling. And we got to see some of the uh, preliminary models that are going to be in the game. Like, they, they did show us some of the 3D art, and they look really cool. Um, and they're, like, actually, like, a 3D rendering of a mini. The, the little character's actually on a base, and I thought that was so charming. That's wait, 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 wait. I'll make this easy. <laughs> I'm going to get an example. <laughs> yes, she is making our minis. Oh, are me. Are you going to paint the characters of each? That is actually, um, that's Monica, actually. Oh, yay! So it's, it's kind crystal. of like this, like actually on the base and like done up in like color and the whole nine yards on the actual thing. They showed us those. Mind you, these are like Reaper minis because, yeah, that's 
<laughs> the Reaper is awesome. <laughs> they haven't given us actual minis for me to paint, so this was my one option because I'm a slightly psychotic little like war gamer, and I went, you know what? If I'm gonna have to be on a battlefield, I'm gonna be me, and I'm gonna make everybody else them too. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. And I- supporting the Huzzah app supports us and this effort to get women out there um, because. It's funding and it's being successful helps us be successful. It's more cons we can go to. It's more things we can produce. It's more adventures from me and Deanna. It's seeing uh, our work out there. Um, it's it's fun also, helping to have that fun helps us. Bigger companies want to help us and go. Right. Hey, here's our material too, and you can <laughs> use it. <laughs> and the Kickstarter so, is trying to start up the um, the droids too, because right now it's only on iPhone. Yes. I have a droid. I would really I have, like it droid. on my droid. So droid <laughs> everyone needs to go to the Kickstarter and help us out, so I can get it on my droid. Doesn't <laughs> yes. buy a whole new phone. <laughs> Please help fund the Kickstarter project so you can help Genesis and send them to more cons and see a little bit more of one of the nine. We need, definitely need more women our peers, especially competent, awesome women like yourselves. So I'm I trying to talk to them and let me go to New York Comic Con in class. Yes. And they said maybe. So, we'll see. Baby steps. <laughs> Baby steps. Yes. So, we are getting ready to close. I'm going to tell the listeners that you can find the one of nine at Gen Con, 17th and 18th, 1 p.m. in the Marriott Santa Fe room, and on Saturday, which is the 18th, at 1 p.m. in the JW Marriott room 303. So, please sign up on the Gen Con site. Uh, if you go to Genesis on Facebook, you can look them up um, on Facebook. They will tell you there's a specific number you can use when you register to find them and sign up for their uh, their games. So, check out. <laughs> Check out the Gen Con <laughs> registration site. Uh, do you guys have anything else you'd like to add before we close? Um, thank you so much yes. for just talking to us. Just thank you, thank you for having us, everyone. <laughs> check out the Kickstarter. Check out us. Come see us in person. That's right. <laughs> and make sure you you check out all our fate um, Facebooks and follow us on our adventure to Gen Con because it's it's pretty epic. Yeah, it's, it's all planned out, and then soon you get to see the thing that Monica wrote that combines going to Gen Con, our whole lead up to that, and then our adventure actually at Gen Con. It, it starts you off, so make yes. sure you check that out. If you have this, awesome. if you follow the whole thing, like if you follow everyone's fate books, um, <laughs> fate books, fate books <laughs> I love it. Uh, you can follow everyone's story, and then um, then we are all going to meet up somewhere, I'm not going to spoil, uh, and then uh, that's where the, the, the story on the on Facebook ends. So if you follow everybody, you get like the complete story, and then uh, there will be a release with a piece of fiction that ties in the end of that with the beginning of the adventure. And if you come and play the adventure, then you get to know how the story ends and have a hand in it. So you will be found, possibly, at Gen Con, for those who follow. So yes. Come to Gen Con and find things. Yes. Okay. <laughs> So, uh, any questions from the chat room before we close for the ladies? They're all talking about Huzzah right now. <laughs> well, it's pretty exciting, so I would hope they'd all be talking about it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really cool. And it's international, so that also yeah. helps. Yeah. That's right. And I love how it is cross-platform for, for all sorts of games. I mean, you don't have to play Genesis specifically. Um, there are hundreds and hundreds of RPG games that you can use it for, so it shouldn't be hard, hopefully, to fund 
Um, okay, it looks like there's no questions that they're giving me in the time I'm allowed. So a big thank you to Mad Mel, Monica, and Deanna. And is there a Twitter that they can contact you at or a way to follow you other than going to Genesis.com where they can get updates on the forums? And I encourage you guys to go to the forums because there's going to be a lot more posts lately and a lot more fun stuff to interact with um, to help build the community there. I know actually Genesis has their own Twitter as well as Huzzah having its own Twitter for any updates. And uh, some of us have our own personal Twitters right now. We're working on getting Twitter as our characters. Okay, you can go to Genesis, at Genesis RPG is the Twitter for Genesis, and let me, let me find Huzzah, which I think is... Oh, I just got a tweet on it, actually. Is it Huzzah RPG? Uh, Huzzah RPG, yeah. Yes, there you go. That's Huzzah with two A's. Yeah. Yes. Okay. It has been great having you three on, and I really want to encourage the listeners to go to HuzzahRPG.com, which is H-A-Z-Z-A-H, and you can find out more about the app, which is awesome character builder. It has dice roller. It has 3D uh, maps. You can throw your character around, and you can custom design your items um, to keep track of all the loots you get, which is totally awesome, too. So check it out at HuzzahRPG.com, and you can find the Kickstarter project there, and you can also see the app and all that stuff. So I encourage you to do that. If you would like to leave some feedback or keep up with the news, you can find me on Twitter at Gray Area Podcast, at Facebook slash Gray Area Podcast, or on iTunes. If you have any gray areas in your relationships or just need a new perspective, email your questions, advice, or suggestions to genesisgray at yahoo.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week with a new episode. And please subscribe.